0: Can you give us an example of what made him such an amazing superlative general?
1: Sure. Well, he did have this meteoric rise as a general. No one expected he would occupy the position he ultimately did. And when the Civil War begins, the, the scenario is there is a state of strategic inertia in the Western theater of the war. That's where Grant initially is operating. Mm hmm. He only reads in the newspapers in August of 1861 that he's been promoted to brigadier general. But even then, he ranked 35th among the union's generals. There were a bunch of other generals in that theater uh, at that time, like John Fremont, Henry Halleck, Don Carlos Buell, uh, Um. among others, who had more friends in important places, certainly, than Grant had, who would have appeared to be better candidates to win the West. But Grant was someone who understood the way they did not, the importance of dynamic action, uh, the value of keeping the initiative, of retaining an awareness of the enemy's weaknesses, mm. and of having the courage that is needed to prevent one's own setbacks from making a bad situation worse. Mm. So, to provide talk about an example. So at Fort Donelson, February 1862, uh, Grant finds his right is practically shattered by a Confederate attack but he sees opportunity in this apparent disaster. I mean, he realizes Mm -hmm. that his men who are trying to take this fort, they were pretty badly demoralized, but he said the enemy must be more so because he attempted to force his way out of the fort, but has fallen back. And now he said the one who attacks first now will be victorious. So Grant orders his left to attack. He stabilizes his right, and he presses forward in all directions. He wins the battle, and he secures the first of, Three surrenders of Confederate armies during the war, which is a feat that no other general on either side would match. Wow. And soon after that, you know, he has another amazing uh, victory at Shiloh after suffering a devastating first day uh, of battle where his troops are almost driven into the river. But where other generals would have conceded defeat and retreated, Grant realized that the first to attack the next day. Would win the battle, and that's exactly what happened when he took the initiative again. Then you go on to, you know, the Vicksburg campaign. There was this impregnable fortress on the Mississippi River. And that's what Vicksburg seems to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Grant was able to take the enemy by surprise. He mm-hmm. applied the elements of speed, surprise, and power. Hmm. He had several diver- diversionary movements to throw the enemy off, and he wins battle after battle within the state of Mississippi before he takes Vicksburg itself. So Lincoln sees how talented this general is. He brings him east. He makes him Supreme Commander of the Union Armies. And there, as General-in-Chief, Grant does something that none of his predecessors who commanded in the armies uh, armies in the East had ever done. He conceives of and he implements a continental strategy. He recognizes that what's going on in one theater, in the Virginia theater, is not can't be viewed in isolation from what's going on in Georgia or in Tennessee or in Mississippi. Mm. So he plans a continental strategy. He has a vision that No other commander had. And in the course of doing this, too, he understands the connection between war and politics. He understands that Lincoln needs to be reelected in 1864 uh, in order to continue the war effort. He understands that it's necessary to target Confederate armies rather than cities. Uh, If you destroy the uh, enemy army, uh, cities will fall in due course. You have to throw away the Napoleonic playbook because weapons are evolving. Uh, The the requirements of strategy are evolving. You have to strike at economic as well as military targets. And so in the course of all of this, Grant becomes really the first of the world's truly modern generals. Mm. So he has all of these uh, attributes that other commanders did not have. And he winds up being able to do what uh, six commanders before him failed to do, and that was to decisively defeat and disable Robert E. Lee's Army of Northern Virginia. You know, at Gettysburg, Lee suffered a defeat, but the Army of the Potomac was not able to uh, follow that up by actually disabling the army, well, Grant takes the initiative within 48 hours of crossing the Rapidan River, which begins his confrontation with uh, Robert E. Lee. Frank, within can you stay? Frank, can you? Initiative. You're amazing. Can you stay
0: on? I got to take a break to pay some bills. Sure. When we come back, I want the people to know who you are, where you came from, and then finally to teach us what's going on with Grant's tomb. That's been such a passion for you, and why in the world does he? unlike other presidents, want to be buried in New York rather than in Washington, D.C. So hang on a second. We're talking to the great Frank Scuturo, a real scholar about Ulysses S. Grant, a president that we all need to learn from about a moral compass. Coming up next on The Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN.